Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Tom and Gaselli have officially announced their split. I believe it's pronounced Giselle. Yeah, whatever. Like Giselle's tomatoes in the summertime? Oh, oh, Giselle. That's her name. Yeah, they officially announced their split on Friday, and an online betting site gave odds on who they'll end up with next. They picked Pete Davidson for Giselle. <laughs> And uh, Taylor Swift for Tom. Yeah, that's okay. not a, that's not a bad thing. I can see it. I will say though, uh, you know, during this difficult time, I am relieved that uh, I'm a happily married man because I don't know what I would do if she kept calling me over and over and over again, begging me to spend some time with her. You know, in this very painful moment of her life. You know what? Uh, I've heard a lot of men say that. You know, like, oh, oh maybe Giselle will call me. Um, you don't know what the circumstances really were. I no. mean, all you can hear is uh, is speculation from the media, but uh, you have no idea what kind of person he is or what kind of person she is to live with. So either one of them might have really good grounds for not being with the other one. Well, you know, it's uh, it's so hard to say. You're, you're absolutely right. I would like to think that Tom uh, playing football is a big problem and that what she really needs is a man to pay attention to her. Um, yeah, because without him, she really uh, is like a plain Jane, every type of woman just kind of yeah. falling into the uh, into the abyss of nothingness. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I mean, she's kind of homely. She is kind of homely looking. She's really not that good looking. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you don't know people. Just because they look hot doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're not, uh, you know, maybe she uh, what is she, Maybe she does stuff around the house. Well, I'm sure that they're hearing from many yeah. people, oh, you seem so happy. Well, well no, because no, no happy marriage ends in divorce. Right. You know, what it, you know what it was? It was because I met Tom and Giselle, and I said to Giselle, you know, you can do a lot better than this guy. And that's probably what and broke them up. That's what broke them up, yep. Rock pioneer Jerry Lee Lewis died Friday of natural causes. He was 87. Yeah, the weird part about that is that they announced before he died that he died, but he hadn't yet died. So they went back and reported that he had not yet died. And the moment they did that, guess what happened? What? He died. I was going to say, what, his seventh wife was born? No, he's on to 10 or 11. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think it was uh, 8. I think he was up to 8. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, he was uh, best known for the hits Whole Lot of Shaking Going On and Great Balls of Fire. Uh, Dennis Quaid played him in the 1986 biopic. Um, <laughs> I wish I was remember this, this, this cartoon. Jerry Lee Lewis is seeing a doctor, and he says, So let me get this straight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your nerves are shot. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and something else, he said, oh, I got something else to show you because his balls are on fire. Oh, I see. Yeah. See. Yeah, that's a good Was that a Gary Larson yeah, far side? It was a Gary Larson far side yeah, one. I wish I could a... remember the whole thing. Henry Cavill is leaving The Witcher after three seasons. He didn't give a reason, but well, his character, uh, Geralt of Rivia, will be played by Liam Hemsworth for season four. Season three which is Henry's last, comes out in the summer of 2023. I wish I had seen any of it to know what that story was all about. I have no idea what that is. Well, I'm sure, listen, I say things because somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. I don't blame you. 
Simon Cowell started drinking and smoking when he was eight years old. Oh, I know. I used to see him at the bar. And nothing ever bad yeah. happened to that guy. He uh, he also stole his dad's car when he was 10 and crashed it. And he got arrested when he was 12 for pointing a pea-shooting gun at a bus driver. You know, it sounds like he's a jerk all day long. He's been a jerk since he was 8 years old. I know. Probably even before then. Taylor Swift's Midnight sold nearly 1.6 million copies in its first week. Obviously, it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. But it also broke 73 records around the world. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it either. My uh, my kid streams it. That's about it. Well, see, that's it. Well, I guess that's all part of the uh, part of the pot. You start listening to it. Mm-hmm. I'm paying something eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you mean you are paying. Are you paying for the premium service? No, I piggyback off somebody else's oh, premium service. Yeah. Uh, another family member in order to uh, have my uh, Spotify. Well, whatever you do, don't announce that in public. No, I will never say that I uh, use my uh, relative's address in another state. Right, because they look. They Spotify frowns on that. Very, very similar to the way I'm, uh, you know, using someone's Disney Plus. Uh, but didn't I just say to you last week we don't do enough Shania Twain stories? You did say that. Shania Twain just announced a new album and tour. Man, Woo. I feel like a woman. She's a busy bee. The, uh, the album is titled Queen of Me, and it'll be out on February 3rd, and the tour kicks off in Washington State on April 28th and runs through next summer. Man, I sure hope those tickets are overpriced. You know, I I, I went I went and saw ABBA Mania last night at, yeah. the, uh, at the Calvin Theater. You mentioned those Those tickets were nowhere near worth... Or, or they were nowhere near as expensive... As like a, it was only fifty bucks for the ticket. Well, that's because you weren't actually seeing the real ABBA. No, but it was a, it was a popular show. The whole place was filled. True, but you were basically seeing an ABBA tribute. Yes, but that's what it's going to come to now. Those tribute shows are now going to be just as expensive as seeing the real person. Hey, they charged five hundred bucks for the Kid Rock show that I was going to and Foreigner was there and Foreigner doesn't even have any of the original members of the band. But Kid Rock is still playing with the original Kid Rock. Yes, but he was only, he only did he did a shortened show because of the fact that Foreigner was there. They yep. split this up. Many fans of Kid Rock will say, who's this Foreigner? We don't like Foreigners in this place. We don't like these Foreigners around here. Get out of here. You go back to your country of origin, please. You don't, you don't come around here to a kid rock concert? Oh, most of them are American? Mm. Oh, never mind. And uh, Kim Kardashian dressed as Mystique for Halloween. Really? In the dazzling blue cat suit. Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh my god, the last time I was covered in this much blue was when Ray J fed baloney to the Smurfs and coated my Gargus smell in that <laughs> sex tape you could purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Gargus smell was my favorite character. Was it? It really was. Kaylin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I let loose some man juice. <laughs> I gave her some high fructose porn syrup. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I put some pecker snot on the pumping stuff. <laughs> okay. Woo, careful of that one. And Kanye? I'm going to need a lawyer. I'm going to hire Grandpa Caitlin. I need somebody to work pro bono for me. Does anybody else want to work pro bono for me? I don't think so. Who wouldn't want pro bono work for me? I think I'm all set. Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. I am.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 66. 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us a little bit later on today. We'll talk about Patriots football and what have you. Oh, he's back from vacation? He is. Did he yes. tell us he was back from vacation? He is back from his surprise vacation and uh, will be here after 7 o'clock. I thought he was just here. He no. Nope. just doing sports. Uh, well, yes, he just did a little bit of sports. Yeah, you're right. The magic of radio. Hey, uh, so how was that ABBA thing you went to? Uh, uh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, ah, now we're ready. Now, The show was great. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, it was uh, the ABBA mania. It was a tribute to ABBA. The the official tribute to ABBA. Was there a Benny, Bjorn, uh, Agnetha, and Anifred? Oh, hold on. Did you have the time of your life? I did have the time of my life. My uh, my daughter, who's really into ABBA for some reason, an what's, old an old soul. What's not to love say. though? Uh, here, here's the thing. We we had dinner at the East Side Grill. Which uh, good choice? You know what? It's a, it's one of my favorite restaurants around. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it, and it has consistently been for like twenty years. They 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 don't really change the menu up that much, but then they do have you know like their their signature thing. They had the uh, the the, stri- the strip steak with the candied bacon and the uh, oh yeah the smoked good. gouda cheese oh, sauce. Jesus. Oh yeah. my god! Was yes. that good? Uh, and then we and then we walked over to the uh, to the Calvin Theater where the where the show was. Now as we're walking down, um, I believe it's Main Street, King Street, King Street. Yes. As we're walking down King Street uh, to that major intersection there, right where the Calvin Theater is, mm-hmm. was it Route Nine and I don't I don't, I don't know Main what, Street and King Street. Sure, there you go. And we're standing there waiting for the crosswalk, and uh, and then this group of old biddies comes up behind us, right? Yeah. And. Uh, I said to my daughter, I leaned over and I go, hey, check out the Karens here for the ABBA show, right? <laughs> so she, she giggles a little bit, right? right. And then uh, about 30 seconds later, I hear, oh, my God, is that Steve Nagel? You know, it was one of the, one of the ladies in the group, no right? Kidding. Oh, my God, can I get a selfie? You know, so, you know. I, in Northampton? Yeah, and I said. These yeah, are yeah, people from out of town, right? I have no idea where they were from. But uh, she she wanted a selfie with me. Wow. For all things. And my, my kid's like, why? What, what What's so special about him? You know? <laughs> but uh, so I, I give this lady a selfie, and I said, oh, and what's your name? And she says, Karen. And my daughter loses it because she was like, <laughs> he just said you were a bunch of Karens over there in the corner. <laughs> So we uh, we we go sit down at the uh, at the at the Apple show and uh, they they played all the hits. They came out. They did. Uh, it was very interactive. Really? Yeah. How so? They brought people on stage? No. The the host. Uh, what would what, you call? It? What's their names? I don't even know their names. Uh, was Benny it? and Bjorn. Uh, uh, Anifred and Agnetha. The, the the two chicks. That's right. right yeah. Yeah. The two chicks were the ladies. Ones. Two ladies were uh, were you know they did costume changes. Yeah. I mean, and, those ladies are in their seventies now. I, I I'm a little hesitant well, to call the, them chicks. These ladies are not uh, very good looking ladies, by the way. Uh, pl- playing them, of course. And then uh, the two dudes, uh, uh, Benny and Bjorn, looked nothing like uh, what they Benny and what Benny and Bjorn. Yeah, they looked nothing like those guys. Really, nope. sorta maybe. No, uh, no skin tight. Leisure suits? No, or... they had the skin tight leisure suits and everything. It was just the hair, the the hair and the faces really didn't match up. Whereas the two 
uh, the ladies kind of kind of played the part. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, it, at one point, my my daughter leans over and and, and we're looking at all the people. Here's the thing: the median age is like 67 at this show. <laughs> Combined, so we're like your two, age and your daughter's age don't yeah, equal 67. Yeah, we're, we're like two of the youngest people that are there, and my daughter says, oh, look at all these old people having reliving good times one last time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was Man. like, you're absolutely right. They are. Like, one last time. One last shot we got at this. <laughs> and it reminded me of when my mother took me to the Everly Brothers back in the early 90s. Like, oh, look at these two guys. Like, they were so big back then. <laughs> but at least those that was the real Everly Brothers. This is the fake Abba, right? <laughs> right. But uh, it was very and, – and, and the best part was – there was a group of elder women sitting maybe two rows ahead. We were pretty close to the stage. We were probably about six rows back sure. on the stage. And then two rows ahead of us, there was this group of ladies who, yeah, uh, it just re- they reminded you of a bunch of moms, like a, like a, like our moms, like a, a bunch of them just sitting together, sure, trying to figure out how to use their cell phones. And then every time they take a selfie. We're making faces. We're photobombing by making faces, sticking our tongues out. You know, very you know, classy stuff. Of course, I, yeah. I, but uh, if but I you, wasn't with my kid, I would have. I would have done like that. You know, you know <laughs> the middle finger or whatever. But it was my kid with me, so I said, "Okay, let's do goofy faces." Yeah, I had to class it up. And uh, I don't know. There was a guy that offered to take a picture for them for for this group of ladies, and he's. I don't know if he saw me or not doing it. I don't know how he couldn't see me because he was standing right there and he was taking multiple <laughs> pictures and the way he was looking at me, it was almost like he was acknowledging like, yeah, keep doing that right. because that's pretty funny that, you know, we're doing the thing. I never knew if they if they if they saw it or not because when we saw them looking at their phones and they you could tell that they had a hard time opening up where the photos were on the phone <laughs> even though it's you know, when it when it takes yeah. 14 minutes for them to find a single yeah. picture that they're and, looking for. And they're even zooming in on the photos. And I'm like, they're going to see it. They're going to see it right now. And they never did because I would have turned around and, and at least acknowledged the jokester that was behind me for doing that. <laughs> and then my daughter was like, are we going to get in trouble? And I'm like, no, we're not oh. going to get in trouble. They're taking pictures of us anyway. So what's the difference? Because we would have been in that photo whether or not we made the goofy the goofy impression or not. I love the f- I love the fact that you are training your children to do uh, to do uh, comedy on a twelfth grade level. I yeah, mean, you, you, they really yeah, are far in advanced. Yeah, uh, you know, they're many years advanced on their humor. Well, they have to be. I mean, uh, you know, God left me in charge of this group, and I got to do all my best I can to make sure they understand what sarcasm is and and, and how to how to not take <laughs> how, how to be observant of other people yes. and 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 their actions and how they do it and and when it was basically like they don't even she, she's like they don't even know how to use their phone and i go yeah they don't that's all, why they all can't all the more reason to screw up their pictures that's why they can't see it even the the better i even missed that part of the story the lady that that asked me to take the selfie says to her friend i don't know how to take a selfie and she hands it to her friend she goes can you take a selfie for us she hands the phone to her, and she goes, I don't think that's called a selfie. Yeah, at that yeah. point, it's just a picture. Right, yeah. A, a, picture, a selfie is when you take it of yourself. Um, but as far as the show goes, the show was awesome. And and the funny thing is they're trying to get people, everybody up and clap their hands. You know, oh, yeah. 
you know, that only lasts for about 30 seconds until the geriatric portion kicks in and they all have to put their arms down because they're so tired. This is why yeah. This is why they do the water aerobics yeah. in the home. Yeah, the, the, the two ladies on stage are like, come on, everybody up and dance. And I'm like, up and dance? Like, ain't nobody, if you get people up and dancing, somebody's going to break a hip right now. Someone's going to get pushed over with those bingo arms. They're going to break a hip just getting up out of that seat. <laughs> But, uh, but they did it, all the classics. They did all the classics. Uh, the uh, can you hear the drums, Fernando? Oh, that's a good one right there. They, they boy. opened with Waterloo. Oh, hold on a second. I'd much rather play Waterloo. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta open up. But what was the? Uh, was there an encore? Was there a yeah. show closer? Well, and it, you know, it's kind. It was kind of like weird the way they did it because they didn't sing Dancing Queen. What? Until uh, they're like, okay, good night. Thank you so much. And then they walk off stage and oh, everybody yeah. goes, encore, encore. And then they come out and they sing and, and dance. They are dancing queen. Well, they came and they thanked a bunch of people and then they, they did the whole oh, that's good. You know, that's uh, good. dancing queen. What but a show. It was a hell of a show, Bax. You missed it. Sorry. I'll... Maybe you can go with us next time. You'll be right in the age group of the people that are enjoying the show. <laughs> it's 624. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Imagine it. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 and The Doors with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 66. Cloudy tomorrow with a high of 66. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if to, uh, I don't get to work tomorrow, it's only because I will have won the $1 billion Powerball jackpot. So uh, right, just I'll, prepare I'll, yourself that if I don't show up, you know why. I'll see you then. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think so, Steve. I'm feeling very confident All right. that uh, I've picked the proper numbers. Uh, they weren't so good on Saturday. Pretty sure they're going to be a whole lot better this week. You'll be our Mavis Wanzik. You know, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if suddenly I were to stumble into a whole hell of a lot of money? Yeah. I mean, I'd give, I'd, give you, I'd give you a little bit. I mean, I, I would Listen. be, I mean, I got 20, 25 bucks, whatever I had in my pocket. But, you know, other than that, a billion dollars could go pretty far for me. I thought, well, you, you know what I'd do with a billion dollars? Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> Diedrich Bader is his name, by the way. I, I I was trying to figure that out on Friday. <laughs> Diedrich Bader. Um, but I, I was thinking about uh, you know winning the lottery. I wouldn't want that kind of money. I really, honestly, would not want. A, I, all I need is like a hundred grand. That's mm. all I want. Yeah, and I can live uh, very happily with that. See, that's the kind of statement I would expect from someone who's got no chance of winning a billion dollars. Whereas I feel like I've 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 done my yeah. I've done my time. I've put in the effort. I don't see why this could not fall my way. Hundred grand. That's all I want. That's like you can't you can't leave your job at hundred grand. That goes like I don't like want to leave my job. I don't want to change what I do. Oh, I want to change everything. Why? Why you do you not like this job? Is there something? It's not that, that I don't like the job. You spent just, uh, your entire career to get to be a partner with me, and no, now you want to leave. I'm not. I'm not trying to bolt, Steve. I, my my feeling is, wouldn't life be so much better with an obnoxious amount of money in the bank? No, not really. See, I, I disagree. I think uh, I think it's time. To reconsider the options of what would it be like you, with a billion dollars. You can buy a social media platform and let it go to hell within 10 hours of owning it. <laughs> There's no precedent of that right, at all. Right. It's 6.30. We had news. 6.33 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. 
Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person died after a motor vehicle crash on South Street in Agawam Saturday morning. According to the department, about approximately 3 a.m., they received multiple calls for a rollover accident on South Street. Officers saw there were two sheared utility poles and multiple live wires down on the roadway. A red 2019 Mazda was damaged and was located on the front lawn in the area of Cosgrove Avenue, the Agawam Fire Department said the driver was dead upon arrival. It was discovered that the driver was traveling westbound on South Street before leaving the roadway and st- uh, sticking and hitting the utility poles. Uh, speed appears to be a factor in the crash. However, the crash remains under investigation by the Agawam Police. Uh, Sunday, emergency crews responded to a garage fire in Springfield. That fire on Corona Street. Ooh, COVID-19 Street? Corona. Yeah. Yeah, not... Uh, not uh... COVID. Oh, it's just a just a name. Yeah, just a name. Gotcha. Uh, damaged one garage and destroyed another. Fire officials shared with uh, Western Mass News some steps you can take to avoid this destruction to your property. <laughs> and they include? Uh, they don't say. It doesn't say. It just goes on to the, they just say they responded to the fire on Corona Street. This is what I'm, this is what I'm getting at with, with this story. It's like they give tips. They say they're going to give tips. But never actually give the tips. There's no tips. Just the tip? Yeah. It just says uh, B.J. Calvi uh, shared the fire. He's good with just the tip, that B.J. <laughs> Calvi. Shared uh, shared that the fire spread uh, from one garage to another next door. When crews arrived to the scene, both structures were engulfed in flames. So if he says, you know, follow these very uh, handy safety tips and doesn't give you the tip. Yeah. Well, then you're just sitting there waiting for the tip. No, maybe it's like one of those, uh, maybe it's choose your own ending. Oh, yeah, right. You know, if you want to see this happen to your garage, mm-hmm. uh, go to uh, westernmassnews.com. If you want to see this happen to your garage, check us out on the nightly newscast at 6 p.m. <laughs> I know, I just feel like I'm being shortchanged, a good, healthy safety tip. Did you ever have those books? I used to love those books. I did have those. Yeah, choose your own ending. Or or you, cho- <laughs> you chose from uh, like a multiple... You're not making your own ending up. You're just choosing one of the endings that they gave. They've you. provided. So you just yeah. you know skip ahead to a certain page. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Uh, East Longmeadow police said Friday that the suspect in a recently or in a recent deadly hit and run crash has turned himself in. Officials said that the suspect is 27 year old William Lowe from Feeding Hills. Lowe is accused of hitting and killing a 62 year old bicyclist Thursday on North Main Street. He faces a number of charges, including motor vehicle homicide. Lowe is expected to be arraigned today in Palmer District Court. It said uh, that one of the things they were charging him with was a, uh, driving with a suspended license. Mm-hmm. That would that would explain maybe why he bolted from the scene. Okay. But still not a good excuse. You hit somebody. I know. And then they died. Yeah, you should uh, stick around and take your responsibility. You know, I guess the good part is that they finally have somebody in custody over this. Yeah. You know, that that's that's probably the hardest thing I bet you for a family who's, uh, you know, grieving the loss of somebody. You don't even you could you can't even get the person that did it when it when it's a hit and run. Now, at least you have somebody who's turned themselves in. And well, I mean, listen, it's it's a terribly tragic story compounded by the fact the guy left the scene. And then when you find out, well, you know, okay, he was driving with a suspended license. It doesn't make it any easier. It actually makes you even angrier. Yeah, yeah this, is a, this is a guy who, is, who shouldn't even been driving at all. And, you know, here's the result of his irresponsibility. Thankfully, he was at least remorseful enough to turn himself in. 
but my God, I mean, I, if I'm the family, I would be out of my mind with yeah. anger. Uh, hey, uh, what'd you? I know you're going to talk about this a little bit, but uh, you went to your celebration thing on. Saturday. I did, yes. Um, but are you going to go to Halloween? What do you think? Yes. No. Why not? I'm all set. Halloween is back. Yeah. Which mall are we talking about? Uh, both the Hampshire and the Holyoke Mall. So if you want to see some spirits of uh, <laughs> things that were left behind years ago. So oh, there was an Orange Julius once yeah, here. Yeah. So if you if you want to go where people might be, you go to Holyoke. But if you want to spend some alone time, yeah, you, you go, go to, the Hampshire, you go to mall. the Hampshire Mall. Uh, both take place from uh, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, this evening. Holyoke Mall and Hampshire Mall is inviting kids, along with uh, along with a parent or guardian, mm-hmm. uh, to come out dressed up in their best Halloween costumes and receive treats at participating locations. It's a great way for safe trick-or-treating to escape the weather and is free <sighs> and open to the public. Guests are also invited to participate in a social media costume contest where one lucky winner can win a grand prize. I'm sure this sounds all great on paper. What's the grand prize? Being magically whisked away to the Hampshire Mall for a weekend of fun? <laughs> a $100 shopping spree yeah. at all the stores that have been closed up. Hey, look at you. A $10 gift certificate to the Arizona Pizza Company. <laughs> First prize. <laughs> Don't eat it all at once. Listen, uh, you want you want to come back. You want a desolate wasteland to scare the living bejesus out of you? Come walk around the Hampshire Mall <laughs> any day of the year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, this, I, I bet you that is the first prize. What, like a ten dollar gift certificate to the only business that's still standing in there? <laughs> Was the, is the movie theater still there? No, the movie theater is there, but they're not going to give up uh, costly movie tickets to, to somebody. Don't? Would you think that they would? <laughs> so they're like, we, so we first, can't give so, the tickets away. Yeah. We, we're trying to get people in here. First prize is a ten dollar gift certificate. Second prize is a fifty dollar gift certificate. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, Here's a plastic ring we got out of the crane machine at the entrance to the mall. <laughs> that's that's one of your other ones. Uh, let's see. Running into a glass door is kind of embarrassing, and it could be dangerous, especially if you're a bird. You ever see somebody do this? Run into a glass door? I have, and you know what? Mm-hmm. I know it's. I know you're not supposed to laugh at something yeah. like that. But how do you not laugh? My brother-in-law did it when I was like probably 13 or 14 years old. He was mm-hmm. running from the from the parking lot, and he had dropped off uh, the ladies of the vehicle. Uh, whether his mom and my sister, and then uh, and then he runs from the parking lot into this big fancy hotel that we're having this event at. Okay, and he goes whack right into the right into the glass, and he had this giant egg on his head for like a week. Hilarious. Never went, never went to the hospital and never got checked out for a concussion. You know, as tradition uh, back in the eighties. You know, <laughs> yeah, concussions were. Come on, those that's uh, an injury for sissies. We didn't have that CTE crap until the two thousands. That's our, what we do. Our heads were made of rock. Uh, here's uh, well, here's somebody going to jail for doing just that. There's a surveillance video online of a thief stealing handbags worth at least eighteen thousand dollars from a Louis Vuitton store in Washington State in broad daylight. The thief runs inside, grabs the bags, and runs away. But he misjudges where the exit is, 
and runs runs into a large floor-to-ceiling plate glass window. <laughs> he slammed into it so hard he knocked himself out cold. You know what? Um, there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of great subreddits out there. Yeah. The show I think one of them is called uh, "I'm Dying Inside." Yeah. And I, I, every time there's a video, I just I just scroll right through them. They just kept getting funnier and funnier. Oh yeah, they're hilarious every single time. Yeah. yeah, the thief turned out to be a 17 year old who police say is a member of a retail crime theft ring with a long track record of heists. Was this his first day on the job? Well, I mean, if you have a long track record of heists, and this is the first one that you knock yourself out cold at, that's a pretty good track record. Well, that actually suggests to me this may be your first, and maybe like uh, on a probationary period. Bet. Like you gotta you gotta perform one because I think a professional would know exactly where the plate glass windows and doors are. Yeah, that would just be what I would suggest. What I would you know suspect. Uh, it's unclear what charges he's facing, but uh, two other members of the group have been convicted of felonies in previous incidents. It's also unclear what his condition is, but it doesn't sound like he was seriously hurt, other than a major concussion, probably. Yeah. Well, good for him. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 66. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 66. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 650 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and uh, 66 for a high today. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us in about, uh, ooh, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Big fat phony. Big fat phony. And uh, so that's coming up uh, a little bit later. Saturday night was the uh, Halloween celebration. Oh yes, the at, event at, you stole from me so many years ago. I didn't. I didn't steal uh, Jack Squat. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, if I were doing it still at the Silk City Tap Room, uh-huh. that would be different. That I would have. That I would have undercut you completely. Doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. So now it's uh, at the Rumble Seat, and man, what a what a shindig that was. Yeah. Loads of people. In fact, I don't recall there being that many people that early at this thing ever. It was just jammed. Well, see, the draw was there. It was, you know what? It's I think, because of you. I don't, you know, it's weird. People were kind of like, uh, like overly enthusiastic to see me, which uh-huh. I, you know, it's like, <laughs> listen, I don't know what you people are doing uh, the rest of your week, but uh, this cannot be that exciting for you. But there were some people who were very, uh, like, aggressively happy to see me. Don't know why. All right. Just the way it was. Remember I was telling you about uh, the guy that won a couple of years ago. He was dressed as an arcade game. Yes, very like, cool costume. It was incredibly cool. It was it was literally like the same size and proportions of a game you would see mm-hmm. in an arcade from the from the eighties. You know, back when you know you were finished shopping at, at Chess King and had your orange Julius, you went there and you played. You, you lost a bunch of quarters for an hour or so. Anyway, so this guy won with that thing. He actually had the game on his chest, and you could play the game like right there on the on the console ahead of him. Very cool, yeah. Very very cool con- uh, concept. This year, and he and he wound up winning the best overall costume. And I, I wound up talking to him about how he did this, but essentially he went as a human television set, dressed up in a suit. But mm-hmm. his head was this big, giant TV. Not a flat screen, but the old tube-sized yeah. TV. Not so unlike the TV I gave you a couple years ago. Okay. He that was had, like 12 years ago. Whatever. Ahead. It was yeah. a long time yeah. ago. But uh, he had a, a screen, an actual screen, that was showing video clips of horror movies uh-huh. uh, on this big cardboard 
television. Okay. And the way he did this was he had a laptop in the back of the uh, of the of the television. Yeah. Hooked up to this uh, tablet that was showing it was like a big size tablet showing these videos. And the way he was getting around the bar was he had soup he had somehow attached an iPhone inside the box. Mm-hmm. So he and set up with a video camera so he could just see what was going on in front of him so he wasn't bumping into people. That's pretty cool. It was unreal what this guy did. It was like the coolest damn thing. And and you know, obviously he said, "Hey, I heard you talking about me and I was the the video game." And then I said, "How did you do this?" And he he showed me how he was explaining it. I'm thinking, "All right, this yeah. is this is the difference between a guy who really shows initiative and cares to the guy like me who had to make a last-minute decision because every costume in his closet yeah. somehow magically shrank yeah. over the last two years. I have a little bit of an issue with that. Uh, so I gave you probably one of the best, yes. most comfortable ideas that you could have had. Mm-hmm. You didn't even have to like uh, do anything uh, embarrassing. You would basically... Yeah, you put on some uh, sweatpants, mm-hmm. uh, Rock 102 T-shirt, and a bathrobe, and maybe even a shower cap just for for laughs. Sure, uh, and call yourself the Morning Man. Yes, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. I'm saving that one for next year. But just show up with a piece of cheese on your head, right? Because uh, you're a cheese head. You're a Green Bay Packer fan. Yes. Yeah. It was a last minute decision. Yes. And I understand why you might be upset. Uh, and I was willing to accept the fact that there would be some level of blowback, but it really, truly was like within an hour before leaving, I just said, well, this is all sitting out here. I'll just use this as opposed to trying to find where my bathrobe is and getting a nice pair of, uh, I had slippers, but they were way under the bed. I'd have to crawl under to get them. Oh my God. It was a, a lot more effort than I was willing to put in. So it, uh, again, I stated online, listen, keep your expectations low because the the radio station was posting, oh, I bet you can't wait to see what Bax is wearing. I'm going, don't have any real Mm -hmm. high expectations here because all of my, I couldn't squeeze into my Devo costume. I couldn't squeeze into my He-Man costume. I could have squeezed into the Pulp costume because it's a free-flowing set of ponchos. But no, nobody wanted me to wear the, the Pope. They wanted me to do something different. And I said, I'll show them by putting absolutely no thought into this whatsoever. Good for you. And that's I'm what I did. Really I glad the, that worked out. Put the least me. amount of effort into it so I could go, enjoy myself, and get paid handsomely because all com- all appearances are compensated. Now, let me ask you. So this guy that you were talking about with the TV, yeah. he, he won again, right? Yes, he did. He won. It, so... Did you know who he was? Like, did you say this must be the guy from a couple of years ago who had the video game when when you saw the uh, the costume? You know, I thought so, but you know, yeah. I didn't and until he introduced himself to me. I didn't realize was realize yeah. it was him because in, in either case, did I ever see the guy's face? Right up until Saturday night when he took the the TV off his head and said, "Yo, oh, hey, it was nice to meet you. Thanks for for talking about my costume from a couple of years ago, which was like four or five years ago. I didn't realize yeah. it was that long." But I'm just like I'm looking at this thing. I'm just I'm just 
amazed by the dude's creativity. How, how long did it take you to put this one together? About four or five years. <laughs> That's how long it takes to and, put the And how much, how much did it take you to put this together? About four or five seconds. Doesn't it make you feel like the most untalented person ever when you run into somebody that's so talented? You're like, oh, man, I've really got to reevaluate my life. It's it's not even yeah. so much that it's talent. Yeah. It's the initiative and drive yeah. to get it done. I mean, I suppose anybody could have done it. Not everybody is going to put that kind of effort and run the risk of damaging perfectly good electronics while doing it. Well, this guy did, and uh, he knows what he's doing. Now he's got 250 bucks in his pocket, and that's a lot more than anybody else had. That costume cost $900. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If you yeah. go, see, But some of these people yeah. go through a number, a number of these competitions. So if you have a really good costume and a really good costume and you win once... You could probably win most likely other places. Two or three times. Yeah, and so yeah. all of a sudden, our little uh, our little uh, crappy prize could really turn into something very uh, substantial. How many costume contests can you fit into in a weekend? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you'd have to have day or night ones two or, going two all or weekend three, long. Two or three, I, I maybe? Guess so, yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, and some costume contests happen not this weekend, but the weekend before. Right. Keep that in mind. So, yeah, you could probably squeeze in four costume contests. And if your costume's good enough, you're hitting the jackpot. Well, this I'm, guy was going to hit the jackpot. I'm glad you showed up with the minimum. That's exactly <laughs> what my intention was. Right. And I did not disappoint. It's 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week it's a thunder. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, the human brain is a mushy set of tissues splashing around a candy-coated shell that barely offers enough protection from things like pillow fights, head-banging heavy metal concerts, and walking into doorways and cabinets. And yet... When a professional football player practically has his head ripped off his shoulders, you kind of sort of expect that somebody might aggressively throw a penalty flag as a way of punishing a guy for a helmet-to-helmet contact situation. But what happens when you don't get a flag and the referees appear to be sleeping on the job? There's really only one thing you can do, and that is to grab your phone and tweet about it. Yesterday, Arizona Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins, who was having a sensational day, with improbable jaw-dropping catches all day long against the Minnesota Vikings. But in the third quarter, as the Cardinals were attempting to make a two-point conversion, quarterback Kyler Murray tries to find Hopkins in the end zone, but instead of being able to make the play, Hopkins gets wrapped up by Minnesota's Cameron Danzler, and as this is happening, Viking safety Harrison Smith comes in, lowers his head, and practically rips the man's head clean off his body. They not only don't get the safety, nobody throws a flag. Nothing. Now, you would think that somebody, a referee perhaps, who would toss a flag for nearly any other crappy interpretation of the NFL rulebook would have called a penalty the moment you see two heads crashing into each other. But that's not what happened. After the game, DeAndre Hopkins went on Twitter to demand an explanation as to how this wasn't a penalty or why it wasn't reviewable. The internet has responded by calling Hopkins a crybaby. I personally think he's got a good point and a pretty good headache. If we're going to go out of our way to protect a quarterback, how about we try to protect the brains of everybody else, since his brain is just about as important as everybody else's. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Keith is the man of steel. Keith of the East Lawman of Rockies, 
is a steel-trained expert. Knows his chainsaws by steel and other steel power equipment. Keith knows what he's talking about. Good people, steel people like Keith, and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, and Tom Petty. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. You know what I was going to do today, uh, Bax? No, what? I was gonna, I was gonna just go on vacation and not tell you at all. <laughs> yeah, that'd be oh, a, you know, yeah, for that'd be a Christ's good sake, idea. Yeah. you just, you're such a and, big And then I was gonna let you find phony. out. I was gonna let you find uh, out. That here I was we on go. Va- by get vacation by putting a picture up on Facebook of me on a plane. I'm like, oh, no show tomorrow. It's seven ten. What a delight to yeah. welcome back. The disappearing act of Scott Cohen. You know, I, you know, I'm, I just seriously, this is what I drove down for well, you know, to be abused. You didn't have Listen, to drive here. You didn't last week. Listen, if, if it's a Friday morning, <laughs> if it's a Friday morning, and we do a, like the weekend promo that says, "Hey, everybody, get oh. set for another exciting round of conversation yeah. Yeah. with Scott Cohen," and then two days later we find out you're on the there, way to Mexico. Well, you know, and then we have to wonder. Well, uh, was this an unscheduled? Uh, emergency trip no it was i no mm. no i no <laughs> it wasn't no no he just he just wanted to get away from everybody and not tell anybody he was doing it yeah, yeah. Well, good for you yeah you what did you yeah. do you caught you i got a what a text from you and no i uh i just wrote underneath the picture of you on an airplane oh. uh, the, your airplane selfie that you took yep. and i said oh no show tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, you and, know then, what? and then it says scott cohen likes this <laughs> you know, like really you know what it felt like <laughs> It felt like when 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 your dad says, "I'm gonna go out and get me some cigarettes," and he yeah. never comes back. back. He never, never returns yeah, again. Never but, uh, comes but, back. but unfortunately, this dad came back. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did come back. Oh Christ! All right. So what? Go ahead. Let's talk about sports and all that good stuff. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's 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 what I'm here for. Yeah. Um. What is it? Go ahead. Your it's your show. Well, <laughs> well, it is now. Yeah. It is now. Uh, <laughs> um. No, I want to talk about the, the Patriots here for a little bit. They they absolutely won a game they desperately needed to win. Yep. But you got to be very concerned about that offensive line God. that just didn't even show up. Oh, my gosh. Four sacks Jones. for a guy oh. who's trying to recover from, from, an, in- from an injury. injury. You got to play better than that. Dude, that is not, you know, um, like you said, look, they they got the win. And it, the, the defense played great. Um, although, you know, it's it's the Jets, but the defense, you know, they, they played great, made that poor, poor bastard Zach, Wil- uh, Zach Wilson look like Judd. He was just being chased around like a like a friggin cat after a mouse. And um, Nick Folk, you know, uh, kicks five field goals. But poor Mac Jones. I mean, mm. you you cannot they cannot sustain that kind of behavior yeah. with that guy. It, it's just that that's a huge problem. You know, things have gotten so wacky this season <laughs> for the Patriots, and some people are even talking about a Mac Jones trade. Mm. And, and sure, you can write that off as fans are, and, and talking heads just doing what they do sometimes. Just talking but, heads? But yeah. the reality is that Belichick is partly responsible for some of that speculation. I mean, New England's head coach still hasn't publicly backed Jones as the Patriots' long-term starter at quarterback, mm thus allowing zappy fever to linger. Huh. Mm-hmm. But how do the Patriots actually feel about the possibility of moving on from Jones? Would they even consider such a I trade? Don't think, I don't think so, Steve. You know, I don't yeah. know. Tell us more. Uh, well, Sports <laughs> Illustrated's Albert Breer, uh, I was listening to him during his NBC uh, Sports uh, Boston's pregame coverage uh, of the of Sunday game were. between the Pats and the Jets. And, yeah, of course uh, you were. And uh, I checked in with somebody in the organization a couple hours ago, and the uh, response was, 
Ha-ha, get the F out of here. So at this point, there's no consideration of trading Mac Jones. There is no consideration of trading Mac Jones. Well, it should be. Well, there's not. (laughs) And, you know, we got everybody got excited about about, uh, 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 Bailey Zappi. And, look, he's the backup quarterback. The guy's a rookie. He is not – they've got too much time and money invested in Mac Jones. Um, So he's not going anywhere. But – they they've got to they have to protect him. He can that what happened yesterday cannot be sustained. One of the things that happened as a result of that win yesterday, uh, Bill Belichick now surpasses Papa Bear George Hallis into the number two spot. The number two spot behind uh, Don Shula, and there's only 22 games difference between Don Shula and Bill Belichick. Yep. So I went back and I I actually did some uh, I did some simple math. Some but simple I, math. I did some simple math. Just to give you a perspective of what Bill Belichick has done in his career, it took 40 seasons for Papa Bear George Hallis to get that many wins. It took 28 seasons for Don Shula to become the all-time leader. It's only taken uh, four years in Cleveland and 20 years in New England to amass those kinds of numbers. And if you really Mm want to go... Uh, looking something kind of disturbing from 1960 to 2000 the 40-year span between the start of that team to the day bill belichick took over they only won 292 games yeah i mean think uh, just uh, to just think anyone who says that bill belichick can only be a great coach with tom brady hasn't really paid attention to those numbers they have not he's you know He's one of the all-time greats, and he's not. Listen, he does. He does. Bill Belichick does nothing to ingratiate himself to uh, to the media, to the fans, to anyone. He's a he's a, a an extreme. You've got to You've got. You'll get the bends trying to dig deep inside this guy to try to get some comedy out of him. <laughs> Every once in a while, it, it comes out. He he's a very unlikable guy, but you cannot under any circumstances argue with his record i mean it's it's it, when i when i was looking at those numbers this morning i was going my god when you think about right. what he has done because you know honestly when we were kids when we were young the patriots were just god awful yep those are terrible terrible teams they were terrible teams and and here you have a guy that has not only transformed that team into perennial Win- I mean, he's very since rarely t- had a losing season since two since two thousand. Since two thousand, they have the, the Patriots have been at um, at the at the top of their division um, at in, in the top of the league for yeah. 20, 21 years, two decades. Every, Unbelievable. Every single year, they're they're either they either are the picture or they're in the picture, and it's he's he's a great coach. Uh, World Series tied at a game apiece. Yep. Uh, you know, Houston. Is any does anybody can can anybody get behind the Houston Astros? They they just are the they're they're the worst. Please, I'm begging you, Philadelphia. Do not do, come on. You got to you got to help me out here. Uh, I don't know. Since you know, most of the people that that knew how to cheat uh, oh. over there. Are now working for the Red Sox. So there's, <laughs> there's been no shortage of drama on the field in Houston. Uh, first, it was the underdog Phillies storming back from a 5-0 deficit, deficit in game yeah. one, and uh, handing the Astros that. their yeah. first loss Ooh. of the postseason thanks to JT Ramut, R- R- whatever whatever his name is, 
Ramiltos, uh, game winning. Ramiltos? T- yeah, whatever. Ramiltos? Ramiltos's uh, game winning 10th inning long ball. And then it was Houston's turn to remind everybody why they were uh, such a heavy favorite to begin with by scoring three first inning runs against Philly's ace Zach Wheeler in a series tying 5 2 game two victory. Oh my gosh. You know, with a travel day Sunday before the series shifts to Philadelphia for three games beginning Monday night. Oh, you night. mean tonight? Yeah, I uh, I asked uh, ESPN uh, MLB uh, experts uh, Bradford Doolittle, June Lee, Jeff Passan, and uh, Jerry Rogers to break down what they've uh, mm. seen so far, and I have all those points uh, ready for you. Oh, yeah, well, could you, can you just save those for just a little while? And... <laughs> sure, go ahead. No. All right, hey, you, you guys want to know how, uh, how I'm reminded sometimes with sports about how old I am. Yeah, you talk about the picture you posted. No, I'm I'm I've been, I've been around a while. Oh yes, you have. I've seen a lot of things. Damn, you have. I'm not a kid. No, you're not. No, I'm not. So it, there's there's two 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 things, two people, and one of them tonight. Lance McCullers Jr. I believe is pitching for the Astros this evening. Right. Here's how old I am. I covered Lance McCuller McCullers Jr father when 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 his father was a minor league baseball player oh my god really he he played he played for the san diego he was in the san diego padre organization and they had a team in the texas league when i had my first tv job down there i covered lance mcculler jr's father when he was a minor leaguer and he's starting the for the astros tonight in the world series the sun that's, That's awesome. I'm old, buddy. When you when you said you're old, you also posted a picture uh, a couple weeks ago of uh, Boog Powell and Brooks Robinson. Ooh. You know, I mean, they're 85 and 81 years old, and they're holding up a picture of when they were young and and virile Man. and barrel chested, and it, you know, Brooks Robinson, one of the greatest third baseman of all time, hey. and they look like two feeble, broken down no, old men. I mean, you know, pa- pa- Boog looks, he looks, actually looks okay. Man, Brooks just looks like an old woman. <laughs> and that, yeah, isn't that terrible the way? I know, I know, t- man, it's unbelievable. T- time goes by, man. It's hard, it's hard to imagine, but you know, like Carl Yastrzemski's an 80-year-old man. He's an 80-year-old man. And, and here we are, you know, we're not getting any we're younger. Not, we're, we're not that far away from we're, it. We're not. You're so old, you ran track with dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're so old, your memory is in black and white. <laughs> All right, Baxi, look. Yes. You're so old, I told you to act your age, and the bitch died. I don't know if that was well, I don't, I don't, even, understand, I don't even understand that one. Hey, um, does it make me a bad person if I'm not into Halloween? Like, like, not even a little bit. Actually, the whole exercise gets on my nerves. Does that make me a bad person? No, there's many other reasons that make you a bad person. God. That's a, but that's, uh, you're not into it? Oh, my God. I just, you Are know. Are you just jealous because you dress up as somebody you're not every day? <laughs> every day. Of the year? Every day. And then one day pretend, it's celebrated I, and you're I, like, wait a minute, what about me? I, I've, I've been, <laughs> I pretend to be somebody different every day. I've been pulling the charade for years. Uh, no, I just, the, the, the makeup and the mask oh, and the costumes... It's just, I just find the whole thing, it's insufferable. I, you know, I've been doing this, I've been hosting this party at the Rumble Seat for the last couple of years. You have. And last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, forever. 
Mm, no, not. I mean, not. I mean, you know, Steve was doing it when it was out the old. It's been uh, a long time that he's been doing it. Silk City Tapper. I mean, I got. If I have to see the for the friggin' Pope outfit again, I'm gonna stick my finger something. down my throat. Let me tell you something. That was a great costume. Well, and and, and uh, I don't know what happened. All the other costumes that were in my closet suddenly shrunk over over these COVID years, ooh. and I was unable to get any of them on my body. So, so you had to just mail it in with a I, Packer outfit. I punted. It's what I did, and huh. I grabbed my cheese head, a Packer shirt, uh, my old uh, Reggie White num- number ninety two, yeah, Reggie uh, White. jersey, right, the uh, the Minnesota defense, and a, and a great uh, leather Packer jacket that I had, which wound up being way too hot to be wearing in a, in a <laughs> full of nine hundred people in a bar, but that it was like a last minute decision. Well, you know, I know, and I know people. Uh, I mean, they're into it. You know, if you every most of us are on Facebook, you see it just. Your timeline is filled with these costumes that people just take like days to construct. And the expense. And the expense. Mm-hmm. And I just look at it and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm not doing it. Did you ever do it? Well, when I was a kid. Yeah, but I mean, like as an adult. I no. Because you know, I know a lot of adults that are like wicked into it. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, you're, you're a, you know, you're a grown man. What are you wearing that stupid outfit for? <laughs> oh my God. But and I know, and listen, I know I'm an outlier and I'm, I, I prefaced the conversation with, does it make me a bad person? Because right. I know that I'm, no, it makes, I'm in the minority, it but it's a big fat phony. I, what ju- does. I just because, don't get it. Cause every day you're doing selfies from the gym, hey! hold, holding on to the last tender strands <laughs> of your languishing youth. Yeah. Trying to convince everybody that you're not over yeah. 55 yes. plus. I'm 55 plus for, <laughs> for, for, for sure. For sure. Yes, you are. So, all right. So uh, Celtics won last night. Yep. Uh, Bruins are off to their best start in decades. They're 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 great. And and the other day when uh, Marchand came back, scored two goals. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. And they did. They had seven wins before he even showed up. And I think McAvoy's still recovering from surgery. So, yeah, I'm big, high on the Bruins and and the World Series tonight. And, and the Thunderbirds are starting to win games, and too. And the so. Thunderbirds as well. Very cool. Good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. It's, bye. Have fun on vacation. Bye, again. you big fat phony. <laughs> yeah, when's, when's the next uh, surprise vacation? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you yeah, know. Just yeah, let you'll you let die. us know after you've yeah, left. After It'll be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it's 723 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Cohen a Rock 102. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 729 and the Eagles. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny with a high of 66 today. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't know. I think uh, you know, later on I want to talk uh, maybe uh, more involved with this whole uh, Powerball thing. Yeah. And uh, you know uh, what's going to happen after I win and you know what the station's going to do in my absence. Because uh, you know, once I win, I'm not really going to care Yeah. what you guys do while I'm gone. You have a you have a better chance of uh, I don't know if I want to say that or not. No, go ahead. No, no, no. You're letting out. It's too dark. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As if that has ever stopped you before. Well, well, no, because there's it's like legal stuff involved. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to get in a a joke like that. (laughs) You know what? Just just laugh to yourself. It would have been a funny joke. Okay. Well, then just pretend you heard something unbelievable. Actually, you know what it was. I didn't have anything in my head. I was just saying that because I lost my spot because I had thought of something and now I lost it and now I don't know why I have the joke. You see? Yeah, that's this good. Is, it's yeah, very clever. This is that's a, a nice device. This is why people tune into this crap. We have news next on Rock 102. 
Two's a crowd on Friday, November 4th, as the Springfield Thunderbirds host the Hartford Wolfpack at 7, presented by Big Y. It's another MGM Springfield Deuces Wild Friday. Arrive early for a pregame concert and enjoy $2 Coors Light drafts, $2 hot dogs, and $2 sodas through the end of the first. Then stop back on Saturday at 7 for T-Birds vs. Bruins and the first-ever ThunderCon, presented by Mass Live, featuring special Marvel guests, The Incredible Hulk and Black Panther. Get your tickets now. Visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. Are temperature struggles keeping you awake at night? Well, here's some tips. Take a warm shower before bed. Maybe eating some cooling foods on the warmer nights. Stay well hydrated, drinking lots of water. And, of course, a sleep number bed. You've heard me talk about my sleep number bed, how it's the most comfortable bed I've ever owned. And I get to pick the firmness of the bed. That's the sleep number setting that you hear about. My sleep number setting is a 45, meaning it's not too firm, it's not too soft. It's just right for me, and I stay sleeping comfortably all night long. The bed also has Sleep IQ technology within it. So when I wake up in the morning, I check my Sleep IQ app. The bed has tracked me, and it gives me a, a Sleep IQ score on how well I've slept throughout the night. And last night, my Sleep IQ score was a 93. I'm sleeping well, and you could be too. But you need to go see the folks in a Sleep Number store to see and feel the difference for yourself. There's one in West Hartford on New Britain Avenue between DSW and Barnes & Noble or in Milford on Boston Post Road across from the Milford Marketplace. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. And now, don't miss Sleep Number's special introductory offer on the new Climate 360 Smart Bed. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Get yourself a Sleep Number. You will thank me for it. The newest way to save money is also the easiest. Freedom Credit Union introduces Advantage Checking, powered by Bazing. With the tap of an app, you'll enjoy access to thousands of local and national discounts and so much more, like cell phone protection, roadside assistance, identity theft aid, even a health savings card. Now that's some newfound freedom. Visit a branch or freedom.coop to get started today. Freedom Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Shares and deposits in excess of NCUA limits are fully insured by MSIC. Equal housing lender. 7.33 with Bax on Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serviewlocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, man. I like look at a headline and go, oh, that place is closing. What place? Mama Cakes in Westfield is going to close next month. Mama Cakes? I don't, I don't even know them. Oh, they're like the best freaking uh, cupcakes around. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. A popular Westfield bakery will close its doors next month, according to a Facebook post from the business owners. Mama Cakes, which opened up in 2012, they've been around for about 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, will hold a grand closing celebration on the 9th and 12th, uh, the owner said on Saturday. We did not make this decision lightly. We want to give all of our customers an opportunity to enjoy some cupcakes and say goodbyes. Many of you become like family. We cannot express enough how grateful we are to uh, for all of you for supporting us over the years. It's been our pleasure to serve our community. You know, I got to tell you, when a business like this closes down, now I don't, I, I've never been to Mama Cake, so I can't say for sure how great it was, but I'll, I'll take your word for it that We've it was fantastic. We've had them here before. Have we? They, they, okay. came, they come in these little pink boxes. Years ago, I used to go to uh, a bakery in East Hampton mm-hmm. for like birthday cakes, yeah. uh, and, and, and every time... I would uh, I would volunteer to take the drive from you know whether we were living in Springfield at the time or East Lawn Meadow, all the way to East Hampton for the uh, the the what was it called the, the the like the Sunrise Bakery or something like that yeah, and it was fantastic. I mean it like this guy owned this thing and then he he retired and and closed it down and like there was such a such a sadness 
that they that they shut down because it's like once you find a place that is so fantastic and so wonderful and then it suddenly just goes away now you're stuck thinking well now where the hell am i am i gonna go for cakes yeah i used to go there to the sunrise bakery in east hampton uh and just to grab a couple of croissants for oh, the yeah. ride home now croissants for the ride home yeah, yeah. you know because the, the thing about croissants is you either they're really fantastic yeah. or like sweatshop croissants these things were crispy and delicious and you had like crumbs all over your shirt by the time you were done yeah and yep. you would hope that no one would see it but then you had like you had had butter stains all, yeah. right so i i never really got away with that but when they close you feel like yeah. an emptiness inside and i'm sure the people of westfield feel the very same thing about this place uh, they were they were uh, delicious cupcakes i, I mean, bet they uh, were i've done several weddings where they where they had them as desserts and they're like <sighs> they're like fill, they they have like filling inside of them oh, yeah. i don't know how i mean i know how they do it but you know with the, with the tool and everything but i could never do that i don't know how somebody has the coordination to pump something you uh, could, full you of could, like, you could probably figure it out. I could probably figure it out, but I could never do it as anywhere as good as somebody who makes professional cupcakes. Oh, I know. You know. Oh, it's an art. Yeah, it's but, an art form. Damn it! Another business closed. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we have to shift gears and go into grim news. All right. Here's some actual news for yeah. you. On Saturday morning, one person died after a motor vehicle crash on South Street in Agawam. According to the Agawam police, at approximately 3 a.m., they received multiple calls for a rollover accident on South Street. Officers said that there were two sheared utility poles and multiple live wires down on the roadway. A red 2019 Mazda was damaged and located on the front lawn in the area of Cosgrove Avenue. The Agawam Fire Department said the driver was dead upon arrival. It was discovered that the driver was traveling westbound on South Street before leaving the roadway and hitting the utility poles. Speed appears to be a factor in the crash. However, it remains under investigation by the Agawam police. Sunday, emergency crews responded to a multiple uh, garage fire in Springfield. The fire on Corona Street uh, damaged one garage and destroyed another. Uh, fire officials shared with Western Mass News some steps you can take to avoid the dis- destruction on your property. And then on Sunday afternoon, Springfield police, fire, and AMR responded to a two-car garage fire on Corona Street. This is exactly how this story is written. And there's and, no tips from the fire department on how to stop this from happening to your house, and it goes right into the story again. Uh, is it possible that this story needed editing, and what they decided to do at the last minute was to remove all the tips, but not the part of the story that says, here are a bunch of tips? Yeah, I don't understand how this whole news thing works. Because I got to tell you, if someone tells me that I'm going to get the tip, I want to know about that I'm getting just the tip. I just want you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want some tips. When a guy named B.J. Calvi gives you just the tip, (laughs) and it's from the fire department, you know it's going to burn you. You know it's going to burn. That's right, baby. That's the truth. As the clock winds down on the end of Superintendent Patricia Gardner's tenure in the Palmer District, Palmer Public School District, uh, today, today's her last day. Parents have reached out to Mass Live to speak about their experiences of feeling retaliated against by Gardner and silenced and ignored by other school officials in recent years. Uh, one woman said, parent Susan Fitzgerald said, she told me I needed to walk away quietly or she would make my life hell. Hmm. We saw this uh, this thing of all the complaints, and it was signed by many people, and now Mass Live is actually doing a story about it. We didn't really want to talk about it when we really wasn't, uh, we're not investigative journalists. And we, and we couldn't. 
you know, confirm that it was right. either true or, or false. Right. Uh, and the and again, these are accusations. We're not uh, saying that they're true, but the story just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you uh, if you believe the complaint, yeah. it would make you think that um, when they talk about this woman's reign of terror, that perhaps uh, yeah. it could be a reign where it terrifies some people. Uh, Miss Fitzgerald pulled her young son out of the Palmer School District earlier this year due to constant bullying by an older boy in retaliation by administrators after expressing her concerns. It took over a year for Fitzgerald to get in front of the Palmer School Committee to share her story. That's because Gardner issued a no trespass order in February banning her from school property, which she said preventing... Uh, prevented her from speaking at public school committee meetings. Mass Live obtained a copy of the trespass order signed by Gardner. Through a public records request to the Palmer Police, Mass Live found that Palmer schools issued five no trespass orders in the past three years, mm. three of which were signed by Gardner, two of which were signed by Susan North, the principal of Palmer High School. Uh, a person only needs to have lawful authority over a property in order to ban them through the no trespass order. You know, that's a good way to keep people away from uh, from not complaining about you by filing a complaint order against them. Um, that, I believe, would be the very reason you would file something like that. Administrators in the Palmer School District declined to comment for the mass, for this Mass Live article with North and Interim Superintendent Colleen Culligan stating, I cannot comment. Uh, you know, they can't talk about that stuff. Right. Attempts to reach Gardner were unsuccessful. Gardner uh, previously told Mass Live that she was consulting with her lawyer, before uh, considering making any public statements about allegations. Two weeks ago, Fitzgerald finally had the chance to speak at the school committee wing after the no trespass order expired. However, Fitzgerald said the committee chairwoman, Bonnie Rathbone, continuously interrupted her during the public comment portion of the meeting, and Mm. she felt humiliated. Okay. Yeah, there's all there's all kinds of moving parts going on with this thing over in Palmer. This is this is why when we had this report uh, sent to us, mm-hmm. I was a little hesitant about it because it's like, all right, this this I'm sure there's a there's a perfectly logical mm-hmm. explanation as to what's going on in Palmer, but I'm also sure there's a lot of moving parts that were not included in this report. Uh, and that's the, and the other thing is multiple attempts to reach Rathbone by phone and email were unsuccessful. That's despicable. When you are a public official and you don't respond to anything, mm-hmm. not even with a no comment at this time thing, what is the purpose of your position as a public official if you're not answering the very public that is that elected you or appointed you to be in that position? Well, first of all, you don't know if <clears throat> excuse me, if she's getting that and this is and this is a wild assumption, but probably not all that far off you don't know whether she's being represented by an attorney because mm-hmm. chances are she probably is and the, the attorney is probably saying whatever you do don't make any statements at all to the media because you okay. don't want to have any anybody misinterpret what you're saying sometimes people will misinterpret a no comment as almost an admission of guilt when in fact a no comment means i'm not going to comment so you know, you, I can see a lawyer saying, even at the very least, saying no comment yeah. isn't going to be good enough. Say nothing at all. Another woman, Melissa McCall, who has a daughter and two sons in the Palmer Public School District, said she received a no trespass order in 2019 from officials after attempts to resolve a bullying incident targeting her daughter. She said it's almost like you—it's it's a gag order, so you can't talk to anybody. 
almost like a gag order. The yeah. bullying incident happened in February 2019 when a boy pulled McCall's daughter, then in seventh grade, down to the ground by her hair and dragged her across the floor, adding that school officials did not call her about the incident. She learned about it from her son who witnessed it. When McCall arrived at Palmer High School, she found her daughter with a bruised eye, scratched arms, and in tears. When she attempted to speak with the school's principal, she was ushered out of the building. After contacting the superintendent's officer later in the day, Gardner promptly hung up on her. Huh. Well, that's a good way to work, reach out to parents. <laughs> yeah, especially if a parent's got the, like a legitimate complaint about bullying or whatever I, it may be. I can see this Gardner woman going, I... I, I, I uh, Wrote is breaking up. I I back and neck and then hung it and then the click and then there's nothing on the end of the line. Can you imagine being like a parent on the end of that phone call? Yeah, uh, you, I mean you're you're making you're alerting the superintendent of schools about a bullying situation against your kid, yeah. and somehow so. this conversation goes south. And the superintendent abruptly hangs up on you. Well, not only did she hang up on her, then the school resource officer shows up at this woman's house and gave her a no trespass order for a year. The, I, I don't understand how that is not, you know, there's there's got to be some uh, illegality to that. When when you're using a no trespass order as a means of defense because you don't want to talk right. to anybody. Right. But think about this. So it's your kid getting bullied, right? Yeah. So what's your first emotional reaction to this? It's anger, right? Yeah. It's anger. So you call the school. You don't get the response that you are hoping for. You don't get the school saying, all right, we'll take a look at this. We'll, we'll investigate it. We will get back to you or whatever it may be. You're still angry. You're still angry that your kid is being, you know, picked on or bullied yeah. or whatever it may be. And then this happens because for whatever reason, the school system is now taking your complaint as some level of a threat, which it's not. How many angry parents does do, does the school department get a get in a day? More than one, pretty sure about that. Yeah, it's uh I mean, it's just it's a little ridiculous that you're not responding to the very parents that you're supposed to be working with. You know, it's not like there, there's this harassment order, trespass order, because you were threatening me. You know what I mean? This yeah. is just no trespassing. You're not allowed to come onto that. And you can do that to anybody. If you're the, like this says, if you're the authority of the property, you can do that. But if that's your means of getting people to not interact with you. <laughs> wow. That's actually, that's not a bad way. That's not... Maybe I'll maybe I'll put a trespass order on you, and I don't have to talk to you for the rest of the week. Well, you don't have to just just between you know five thirty yeah. and ten. After yeah. that, that we can ignore each other all day long. We definitely could. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of sixty five. Tomorrow rainy with a high of sixty six. Forty three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, yeah. My husband and I live. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock at seven fifty three. And Choir Riot with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 63 today. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Mayflower Marathon is right around the corner. And uh, the two of us will be broadcasting for 52 hours from uh, 6 a.m. Monday, November 20, uh, 21st until 10 a.m. Wednesday, the 23rd, outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. They need your help, and we need your help to make it happen. So start your collection up now. 
Uh, thanks to all of our many sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, and Liberty Bank on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready to hear some clips? I Show me the clips. Oh, touch my clips, I am too. not touching anything. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Now hear this. Of course, it is Halloween. California man dressed up as a bottle of Fireball whiskey over the weekend was arrested uh, for drunkenly uh, drunken disorderly conduct. How about that? Imagine that. Domestic battery and several other charges. Dominic Salzar even got to wear his Halloween costume while getting his picture taken by jail personnel. This is uh, what they played in the background while he was getting mug- mugshot taken. Fireball. <laughs> Why does this sound like it was recorded on a play school uh, like one of the closing tape recorder things? Yeah, no that was an awful piece of audio. I only did that because it was Halloween. Uh, a Washington a clip number two. A Washington state man was found living inside of a storage container and sharing the space with a seven foot alligator. No kidding. Here's uh, Sergeant Darren Moss Jr. talking about the weird situation. It's very bizarre, very strange. The deputies that were there had never seen that before. A six foot seven alligator in a container box on a property, and the owner was sleeping nearby the gator. And the back half was like a little living room and a mattress on the ground where the man was sleeping, and it was free access for the gator to come in and out of the tub next to the man. Oh, they were sharing baths together. Boy, you know, I mean, I can understand like a rubber duck, maybe, yeah. uh, uh, or, or something like that. But I don't like bathing with reptiles. You know, uh, you know what the, uh, you know what the worst part about this whole thing is? He was sleeping with his alligator, and now he's got gator aids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see, see what, what you I did, did there? there? <laughs> uh, clip number three. Uh, business. <laughs> Some people are upset because a Texas pet boarding business put out a sign that says, now hiring non-stupid people. Here's the owner of Pets Gone Wild Resort, Walter Parsons, talking about why he decided to put the sign out. They don't think they're stupid, so they came in to apply. We're trying to weed out the people that do come in. Uh, We hired one last week, lasted three days. And repeatedly, get off your cell phone, you've got dogs to watch. At least be as smart as I am. Uh, whatever. I, <laughs> That's listen, not really setting the bar all that high. You want a pet store? How? What are the qualifications to work there? You um, know that, that it almost sounds like the hiring process. Uh, all right, you're not it, you're not vetting these people enough. But if you're uh, if you're selling uh, pets like dogs and stuff, yeah. you probably should be paying attention to the dogs. Rather than you know on your phone, I I can kind of understand his point. Well, I understand his point, but um, you know, you're the business owner. Like you should set these precedents before you you know, if that if that's happening to somebody two days on the job, then you obviously didn't explain to them very well. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that that wasn't going to do. And then uh, finally, uh, what is this clip number four? Number four. Number four. It's uh, a woman on TikTok claims she went to get a massage but wound up in one of those happy ending places. Here's her story. I booked it at 9 p.m. They answered the phone at 9 p.m., which should have been a red flag, but I continued. 
if you've ever gotten a massage, you know they always tell you to get undressed to your comfort level. So I always leave my underwear on. <laughs> Lay down, she comes in and really quickly rips my underwear down to my knees. And I was like very uncomfortable. She folds back the sheet. So I am completely exposed booty up. Like, I don't want to be rude if this is normal. She then sits on my thighs. And I was like, no, thank you. Just my shoulders, please. The massage was great once we established our boundaries. But I will say the happy ending for me was leaving. Yeah. You know what? She already said it in the beginning. When they answer the phone at 9 p.m. That should be a red flag. That should be a very red flag. Massage part, like professional massage people are mm -hmm. not open usually past six. <laughs> Maybe by special appointment they are. Yeah. But, but typically you don't see a massage parlor open till midnight. We it's close at midnight. <laughs> Walk-ins welcome. But welcome isn't, it was only spelled with a U. Well, I mean, I suppose, I mean, you could always, you know, throw yeah. out your back like in the middle of the night and yeah. say, oh, I gotta, I gotta uh, get this thing worked on right I now. I gotta get myself to a massage at 9.45 on a Tuesday. <laughs> Where could I possibly go? Yeah. Uh, and there you have it. That's Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel. It's 758 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 66. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't want to sound overconfident uh, because I think uh, you know, being overconfident uh, shows really a lack of insight yeah. and, uh, and really some unrealistic expectations. But when I win a billion dollars tonight in Powerball, I just want everyone to know that I will not be showing up here tomorrow, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I don't arrive by 5.30 without having to say too much, the reason why is because the billion dollars is mine. Well, Bax, uh, if you're someone who only plays the lottery when the jackpot is really big, tonight is your time to shine. That's uh, that's how I feel, yeah. and I know my odds are very, very good. I'm reading a, a story in the, uh, the Washington Post uh, this morning. Uh, with the estimated jackpot uh, cresting a billion dollars, many people would think that this seems to be happening an awful lot. This is now the fifth largest lotto pot in American history. Saturday marked the 37th consecutive drawing without a winner, getting all six numbers to win the grand prize. And it's the second time that Powerball has reached 10 digits. Mega Millions has done it three times, but Powerball only... This is only the second time. Oh, Powerball. Right. And they uh, they asked this uh, this guy, this lottery expert, Victor Ma uh, Matheson, he's the economics professor at Holy Cross, uh, said the, the lottery companies make the grand prize roll over more often by lowering the odds and directing more of the $2 per ticket into the jackpot. Now, this all changed in 2015 when the Multi-State Lottery Association decided to kind of fiddle with the white balls and the big tumbler mm -hmm. from 59 balls to 69 balls. So that doubled the combinations you could get with these white balls, and the odds of winning the jackpot went from 1 in 175 million to 1 in 292 million. But what it did was it increased the amount that people could win. So now while you have... Uh, a billion dollar jackpot for the fifth time uh everyone now is thinking well now's the time i gotta play because yeah. it's a billion dollars you know if, if you win 
It went a hundred thousand. You know, it's gonna make I'd be things happy kinda, with that. Yeah, it makes things kind of nice for a while. But you know, no one's gonna leave their jobs. No one's gonna buy a mansion. No one's gonna buy like a whole host of cars and put them in a in a uh, garage. You know, equipped for a hundred spaces. No one's gonna do that on a hundred thousand dollars. But a billion dollars. Now we're talking serious now money. That's something to talk about. So the uh, so this is what happens uh, if you win because uh, the annuity. Would be just over six hundred million dollars. Okay. Okay, and uh, you'd be joining in the uh, nation's highest tax bracket at thirty-seven percent. Thank you very much, United States government, for that. And uh, it is possible that uh, you could have multiple winners, and all of that. I am uh, of the belief, <clears throat> and just as a uh, just as a uh, a show of strategy, that you should never buy your tickets with a group of people. Why not? Why would you want everybody to pick you know, like pick your pocket? Let's say you had the your lucky numbers wind up being the ones that win. Do you want to share that with everybody? No, I don't think so. Why not? I would, uh, what do you what the hell are you going to do with a billion dollars? Oh, about a billion things more than I would do without it. Two chicks at the same time. Oh yeah. yeah right. <laughs> um I, I I would join a, on a, an office pool. You imagine the guy who doesn't get in on the office pool. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen that. How many times have you seen the? You know, the, oh, it's a group of workers at a factory that get gets together, right? And then there was that one guy. You know, there was one guy who they asked, and he's like, "I ain't getting it." He's you. Yeah, I ain't getting in that stupid office pool. And they all walk away with a couple of million dollars each, and that guy's got nothing. And he's the only guy that shows up to work on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because everyone else is saying, so long, suckhole. Hey, how come nobody showed up today? Oh, they all won the Powerball yesterday, Jerry, didn't you hear? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, then maybe maybe you're right. But I got to tell you, you know, uh, for all the people that say that winning the big giant jackpots uh, ruin your life, I would like to think, optimistically speaking, that those are the words of morons. Is that so? Yeah, that's that because you know I can think of. Uh, yeah, I would like to think that a billion dollars would not change me personally at all. I would still be the lovable, generous type I have always been. Listen, uh, let's say you had, let's say you were one of these, one of these big hedge fund owners, right? Okay, you buy two hundred and ninety-two million tickets. Sure. That's your one in 292 million. You're going to win it. Mm, not necessarily. How does that work? <laughs> I don't. I think there's always a possibility that there could be a numerical combination that would come up your way, and then you would wind up losing $292 yeah, million. Yeah, but you'd probably win something. You'd probably win uh, at least some of those million dollar Which, prizes. Yeah, but, but probably not $292 million. But you, it's you, like, how could you print up $292 million tickets for one person? At once, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you'd have to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, I've never met Mavis Mavis Wanzik. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has never returned my phone calls or all the letters that I've uh, written, and they have been more than a few. Um, so I don't know how she's doing. I, I don't know how uh, she's handling all that money that she won a few years ago. I'm sure she's doing just fine. See, that's my thing. Yeah. I think she's doing just fine because she. You have yeah. never heard stories about how. You know her lifestyle has uh, has been destroyed. Uh, you never hear of uh, of uh, of the you know, you know life being particularly difficult. You just don't hear anything. And good for her for being uh, for being private about all this stuff. 
Me, I would like to be private about it too, but I realize I'm not necessarily a private individual. I'm regionally no, uh, notable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, if I were to win, it would be very hard for me to keep that, say, off Facebook or yeah. Instagram or Snapchat or the TikToks or the Yik Yaks or any of the other things that are out there. Because, you know, <clears throat> I'm kind of out there. I'd, I'd be telling everybody. Of course I'd be telling everybody. You have to. But then I'd block a bunch of people. Uh, you know, people no. that I would, anyone asking Here, for a handout, they'd be hit. automatically blocked from my social medias. Here's the thing. If tomorrow morning, this is what what you should do if you were to win this uh, giant jackpot. Mm-hmm. You just disappear from, from social media. You you can't even have, you have to erase all of your existence online as much as you can mm-hmm. before you even get a dollar of that money, before you even decide, hey, I'm taking a trip out to Brockton today to go, or Braintree or whatever the hell it is, right. to get the check. So I should probably not <laughs> post the, uh, the three pictures of cars that I'm going to buy? No. Should I not no. put the three uh, Zillow listings of the mansions I'm going to buy? No, you shouldn't do that either. Uh, should I not uh, <clears throat> talk about uh, the boats that I'm uh, look the fleet of boats that I'm looking to buy? Listen, even as a rich guy, I wouldn't want a boat. No, I know. Talk about a waste of money that is. Why well, a waste of money? The day you buy it, and the best, two best days of owning a boat are the day you buy it and the, the day, day you, you get sell rid of it. it. That's it. it. <laughs> uh, you, you're looking for some lucky numbers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you could use birthdays or just keep it random to mm-hmm. yourself. But here's a set of digits that seems pretty lucky right now. New York has a take five lottery. It's like a one of their games that they have, and they do it twice a day. A midday drawing and an evening drawing. And last Thursday, the same set of numbers hit both times. Shut up. 18, 21, 30, 35, and 36. Now, there's only five numbers there, so you'd have to come up with the uh, the the – the Powerball number for yourself. So how, does, so how does that work? Do you win twice or do you have to play those numbers twice? Well, if you played the numbers twice, you would have won twice. I got gotcha. you. But the idea that, you know, you're talking about odds of numbers coming out and twice in one day. Unbelievable. For even a, yeah, it's kind of like their mass cash, you know, the five mm-hmm. numbers where you win like a hundred hundred grand. Right. Having that happen twice in one day, let alone the same week or even month or even year. Is is odd, uh, but you could do it. You sure. Could, does anybody ever go? Like I always wanted to. There's got to be a, like a book of stats. Somebody has to have have come up with. I bet you it's probably one of those lottery uh, secret winner things, right? Of like all the different numbers that have come out, uh, and the, the most frequent numbers and things like that. There's got to be somebody has got to have put something together like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm just looking at a thing now that says online is that the that the odds of picking your own numbers or the odds of a quick pick, yeah, exactly the same. It well, doesn't yeah. make a difference. They're random numbers. I know. They're all random numbers. That's Even I, when you think you have lucky numbers, they're still random numbers. I always go with the quick picks. I want to get in there. I want to get out of there. That's it. You know? That's yeah. it. In and out. Boom. I'm back in my car, and I'm putting them on my fridge with right. a big magnet. Here's my numbers. You ready? Yes. One. Yes. Two. Yes. Three. Yes. Four. Yes. Five. Yes. And the lucky ball or power ball of six. Here are my lucky numbers. Yeah. Five. The yeah. letter R. The Batman signal. <laughs> 22, 57, 
and a question mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like those yeah, numbers. Those are good. Yeah, those are, play that, those tonight. That'll get you just as much. That's going to win you the jackpot just as much as if you put your kids' birthdays in there. One billion that's dollars, right. bitches. It's yeah. all coming up. That's Baxi. right. That's Baxi needs a brand new pair of shoes. It's 834. For news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. Oh, you're uh, welcome, Steve. Uh, the Southampton Fire Department was called to two separate car crashes over the weekend. According to the department, there were two separate car accidents within 48 hours of each other. What are the odds? One accident uh, we can see, but two, two? in two days? The uh, first accident was on Thursday around 7 p.m. at the intersection of uh, County Ro- or Country I think it's County Road and White Loaf uh, Road in Southampton. The second one was uh, around 11 a.m. Eastern in the same intersection. The, uh, the police department would like everyone to remember to drive cautiously and minimize distractions while driving. Uh, so there you go. Two big stories out of Southampton. Doesn't happen very two often. days. Are you crazy or what? That's crazy. Uh Here's a staying safe tip on Halloween night. Drinking and driving safely. Uh, I thought the only safe way to do it is to not do it at all. No, it just said uh, safety precautions. Well, it said something about, now i got to find the, the damn article again. Drinking and driving safety on Halloween night. Oh, oh, well, that's But different. still, that sounds like, uh, oh, uh, you can drink and drive, uh, but here's some tips. to do it safely. Uh, Halloween is a night of fun for many people, but it's also a night where impaired driving is an even bigger problem than normal. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, approximately one-third of all car crash deaths in the U.S. involve drunk drivers. In 2020, adults between 21 and 34 had the highest percentage of drunk driving deaths on Halloween night. If you plan to drink, always remember to plan ahead. Drinking and driving can lead to jail time and loss of your driver's license and vehicle. And you could kill a child on the street. You know, uh, we've talked about this multiple times. If you were to be accidentally overserved in a bar, at a party, outside your home, anywhere, all you have to do is pay for a Uber or Lyft to take you home. And for anyone who says, oh, I'm not going to pay those outrageous fees, that's a whole hell of a lot cheaper than paying the outrageous amount of money you'd have to pay for a DUI arrest. So mm. it's almost completely worth it. it why it, anyone would be <laughs> drunk driving these days with that technology available makes no damn sense to me whatsoever. Arrogance. Drinking arrogance. It's ar- it's arrogance. It, it's this invincibility you have when you've uh, when you've had uh, a few too many. You well, know, you, something horrible like that would never happen to a great guy like me. You feel like you're uh, you're ten feet tall and bulletproof when you got a couple of pops inside of you. Yeah, but you're, uh, like, ah, you're I not. Can drive home. I'm not that drunk. Yeah, but you see, um, you are that drunk. You know, I uh, I uh, I did my last wedding over the weekend. You did uh, the final one. Well, I have a I have something I'm going to do for a friend next year, but uh, but as far as like the regular business portion goes, there, mm-hmm. there's no more weddings. I'm not doing any more weddings, and uh, it did not disappoint with uh, the uh, drinkers. Uh, oh, really? At that place, yeah. Little uh, little overserved were some people. Well, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get into the uh, to the details of the uh, of the story, mm-hmm. uh, but I just I always wonder like what people are thinking when they're disrupting somebody else's day yeah. because 
you were doing shots of something in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you obviously were drinking before this event even started. Right. Some of the some of the most dangerous times uh, uh, are are when the like the ceremony is at like noon. And the open bar begins soon after. No, the open bar doesn't begin until six. Oh so yeah, you, get all you those give hours. all that time in between yeah. for people. A friend of my, uh, actually one of my best friends, got married uh, back I don't know two thousand eight or so, and uh, we were on a party bus. So what's up with the church? The church doesn't let you get married past a certain time of the day. Well, let's say it's a Saturday wedding. Right. And let's say they got like a four o'clock afternoon mass. Yeah. They got to clear out all that stuff so they can have their mass. Who's doing the finances over at this church? I don't These know. churches. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it's usually yeah. a small administrative staff. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, you know, when when, uh, when the still uh, has their Halloween or their holiday party for their employees, yeah. they shut the whole place down and they said, hey, we're closed for tonight. Uh, you can't come in here because we're having a staff appreciation party or something. Yeah. Any number of businesses do that. Why wouldn't the church go, you know what? We're not having mass this afternoon at four o'clock because uh, we have a very lucrative uh, cup uh, wedding that uh, this couple has spent a lot of money on. It's a good question. Yeah, you rent out the whole church for yeah, the day. Well, because you know you got a certain number of people get all bent out of shape if they can't go to the uh, the four o'clock mass. Uh, but we, we we did we got um, we we went to this church and then uh, we do the uh, we do the ceremony. That's over. Now it's one p.m. The reception doesn't start until 6.30 p.m. Yep. So then uh, then we get on this party bus, and we're driving all over the city of Syracuse in the rain. Oh, yeah. Stopping at different locations to take pictures. Well, nobody planned this out ahead of time. There was no food on the bus. Oh, uh, yeah. So you had a bus full of loaded people. And all we had were two bottles of Grey Goose vodka and some soda. And we did a number mm-hmm. on those uh, on on both of those items. Yeah, to the point where we're starving, and the uh, the bus driver gave me his leftover sandwich that he had in his bag. <laughs> you know what? Like you're so hungry. You know, like I was so hungry. I didn't even know this guy, but he seemed like a nice guy. He had a he had a grinder from right. a, from a local. Uh, well, actually, he, from Wegman's grocery store, which is the one of the best grinders around. Sure. And he had the, like a half a ham and cheese left over, and he goes, I'm not going to eat this if you want it. And I go, sure, I'll eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> and then I had to, they had to put like a coat over me while I ate the sandwich to make sure I didn't get mayonnaise on my tuxedo that I was wearing. Sure. And uh, it was a long, long day. Mm. You shouldn't really have that gap in between yeah. where you're giving people <clears throat> the opportunity to go get hammered. My first wedding, one of the bridesmaids got tanked. Yeah. Like, the wedding happened, and then yeah. somewhere between, uh, you know, and she was a very, very small uh, woman. She was probably like four foot 11, probably weighed no more than 80 pounds. Yeah. Every amount of alcohol just got worse and worse, and she was blasted. Yeah. To the point where you have to say, has anyone seen Maggie around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of those things all night long. Is Maggie okay? Like she was the talk of our wedding, and I thought, well, that's kind of an arrogant thing to do, to uh, to to all of a sudden make it all about you and your vomit yeah. and passing out in a in the restroom. You know, and that's that's a, a little bit of an arrogant point of view. 
there's no reason to get that sloppy. There's really there's nothing fun about getting that blasted. And to continue drinking after you've already, I'm going to have another one. It's like in, in my, uh, when Jenny and I got married, nobody got out of hand. And there was still an open bar, but nobody got real poo-pooed that night. Oh, I, me, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I had a big giant. Uh, I had a big giant edible before we went there, and uh, yeah, but was, that that wasn't. But you you were not incapacitated. There was just a lot of noise in my head. I don't think I was really moving much. Yeah, see, it's more like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't because of anything we provided. That's for sure. If you're looking for uh, for Halloween, let's go, let's shift back to Halloween. Okay, this is probably uh, we should be talking about the Halloween events. Uh, today, from 7 to 9 p.m., there's a haunted Halloween event at the Boys and Girls Club on Acorn Street in Springfield. From 6 to 8, there's a trunk or treat at the Dunbar Community Center on Oak Street. There's also Malloween at the Holyoke Mall. There's also Malloween at the Hampshire Mall. Wow. It says Hadley Mall, but it's really the Hampshire Mall in Hadley, right? I think so, yes. Yeah, they got all these, they got all these things going on around town. It, it, I don't get any kids that come to my house. I, 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 don't, I live off the beaten path, I mm-hmm. guess, if you will, in reach of trick-or-treaters, which I'm okay with because I don't want to be sitting around handing out candy to a bunch of kids all night long. Our, uh, our next-door neighbor, I think, is, is going to have their grandkids, and they said, yeah. uh, you know, are you guys going to be around? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be. I think we'll be around. And so we got candy, but, you know, we got more. But that'll be, I swear to God, maybe the only kid in the entire that will go down that street. Yeah, isn't it? No, nobody comes around. Yeah, and here's the here's the sad piece for me. My kids don't want to hang out with me tonight. Like they don't want it. They don't want me to go trick or treating with them. They mm-hmm. have like plans with 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 friends, and I'm not part of that equation anymore. <laughs> and it's almost like, oh man, yeah, like, I know. You, you, you know, they say uh, you're gonna miss all that stuff, and you and and it's true, you do. Y- yes, you you do miss that stuff the first year. You no longer are a part of it. Yeah. But then soon after that, like the yeah. second and the third year, you're like, oh my God, thank God I don't have to do that anymore. You know, I mean, honestly, you can, mm-hmm. at some point your kids kind of out, they not only outgrow it a little bit, but they yeah. also outgrow you being a part of it. Well, And that, there's a part of me that was kind of grateful that it all ended. This is, uh, this is my opportunity now to uh, uh, have my kids just go out and get me free items in the form of candy. Yeah, right. And if you want to raid your kids' uh, Halloween uh, haul guilt-free, here's the top candies that uh, that you that you should steal: Dove dark chocolate bars. That's the number one candy that you should be stealing for Halloween from your kids. Yeah, no kid should have that. Uh, Andy's chocolate mints. Those are delicious. Those are good. Yep. Uh, Almond joys. Mm, I don't like coconut. Look at your mounds instead. A oh, perfect mixed nuts. Who's giving mixed nuts? I don't know. And why well, all the kids with uh, nut allergies? Who yeah. giving like mixed nuts? Well, I mean, how many how many candies that are given away with nut? I mean, if you have a nut allergy, you're kind of screwed on Halloween anyway. Right. That, that's that's why you can only go to the houses with like uh, with like uh, I don't know what good and plenties. I'm going to the gluten free house over there. <laughs> Who wants to poop all night long? That lady gives out sugar free candy all day long. Do you have any uh, keto friendly snacks here? Yeah, do you, do you have any overnight oats I can put in my bag for tomorrow? Uh, Baby Ruth bars, Butterfingers, mm-hmm. uh, Heath bars. What about Zagnuts? You never hear anyone saying, hey, I got nothing but Zagnuts this year. Uh, 
Yeah, I never heard of any Zagnuts. That like, was a Beetlejuice thing. Love a good Zagnut. Uh, York peppermint patties and whatchamacallits. Oh, those are both good. They are good. I but like those. They, they suggested mints, like the kind you hand out in restaurants as the candy to take from your kids. Get out of here. No, yeah, let the no, kids eat please. those. No, kid, no, no adult wants to eat that. Why, why, why is that particular mint like exclusive to restaurants? You don't really see those. Like, you don't see them for sale on the shelf in the candy counter very often. If you, no. if you do, I don't think I've ever actually seen a bag of them for sale. Not those little tiny, like, uh, pearly drop ones, but, you know, like the Starburst mints. Sometimes you'll see those outside a restaurant. And yeah, you can buy those anywhere. But I'm talking about those old ones where they were kind of chalky on the outside, yeah. but they're minty, and it kind of looks mm-hmm. like refreshes your palate after a meal. Right. Um, I just don't see them. I've never seen those before. Can't say I have either. It's kind of weird. I uh, I recommend anybody who thinks that uh, giving away healthy treats is just asking for trouble. Really? Yeah. It, let's say, for example, you're the only one in the neighborhood handing out, like, apples. You're asking for trouble because no kid wants uh, anything to do with your uh, yeah. apples or carrot sticks or any of that other garbage. This is about candy. This is about... Uh, you know, high sugar content. It's about chocolates. Yeah. These are the things that kids want. You want to give some kid an apple. He's going to take that apple. He's going to try to jam it right into you, the tailpipe of your car. And then we'll see who's laughing. Let's see who's enjoying the healthy treat for Halloween. Trick or, or treat. treat. Give me a treat that's good or there's going to be a nasty trick heading your way. By the way, those, it was pointed out that those chalky uh, mints are from funeral homes as well. They always have those at funeral homes, restaurants or funeral. To homes. refresh the palate. To refresh, yeah. Well, you know, when you've you've been standing in line at a wake all day just to say I'm sorry, <laughs> the least they could do is give you a mint at, least. at the end. Actually, give me a mint yeah. beforehand because if I'm in the receiving line, the last thing I want to do is smell your stanky breath. I'm already I'm already in mourning. I shouldn't have to smell your 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 stank breath too. Isn't it always weird going to a funeral? Like you go to a wake, yeah, right? and you know the person that passed away, and you probably know one of the people that was a family member, of mm-hmm. but you don't know the rest of the people there. So you're in this receiving line, and then you like have to awkwardly explain who you are. Yes, to people. You know what's even worse? What? Let's say, and this has happened, yeah. where um, we went to a funeral, uh, someone that my wife knew mm-hmm. uh, and, and knows everybody in, in the yeah. receiving line. I She has a reason to be there. Yeah. I'm trying to explain who I am, and my answer is, I'm with her. You should just I'm wear sorry a shirt that says, yeah. we yeah. should have name tags. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not just name tags with our names on them, but the, I really don't know anybody here. I'm just here yeah. for support. I'm sorry yeah. in this time of your grief, but I'm with her. I just always find that awkward it is to the walk most- up uh, to somebody. Like, you know, you've known, maybe you've even known a person for yeah. 20 or 30 years and and then, you know, their parent passes away and you go to, you go to their, their parents' wake. And then you, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you give a big hug. Yeah. And then you turn, and then there's like, uh, I'm a friend of his or hers. We go way back. Sorry about your loss. 
It's like it's like how do you be? Yeah. How do you be? Uh, like I, you're sympathetic, but you're also trying to introduce yourself, like you're at a ice cream social or something. Hi, my name is Bax. I'm so far. I'm so sorry if you're lost. Yeah. I have never met the person in the box behind yeah. me. Hey, by the way, you know. <laughs> but while I'm here, I hope you're listening to the Bax and Nagel show and contributed much, very highly to the Mayflower Marathon. Thank you very much for your time. I had. A, and you I, move on. Yeah, I had. I had a few people come up to me that I again I didn't know them that well, but I knew the people they were associated with. Yeah. And uh, you know, at my at my wife's uh, like memorial thing, uh, this guy comes up and starts talking to me about the home, uh, like. Yeah, we just bought a house. Uh, you know, like telling me all these th- like things going on with them. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to. I don't know you, and I really don't <laughs> want to talk to you right now about this. Well, I'm sure it's a really nice yeah. sob story, but I got to move on. Yeah, I, I believe there's mints at the end, <laughs> the end of the line. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: it is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 66. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 65. 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Charlie Epstein here, and I have had a dream. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 8:51. And you too, with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 65. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, we mentioned it before the uh, the Halloween celebration mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, guy wearing a television mask on his head that has showed video footage of uh of like a, like like murder films okay like like slasher films he had a laptop in the back of this of this mask that was showing the videos and the way he was getting around is he had an iphone attached to the front of the mask so he could see in front of him it was like absolutely unbelievable the 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 creativity and uh, the genius behind this guy's costume do we have a picture of this i don't know i mean i i I didn't take any pictures i know uh We had we we had Kaczynski there, uh, and uh, 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 and he was he was supposed to be taking pictures. Uh, There's a very good possibility the lens cap might still have been on the camera, uh, and he may have been pointing it towards himself. Uh huh. Yeah. I just don't know. Well, I'm I'm glad we took pictures of uh, our Halloween event. Yes, that we, we did. We put our best man in the job, and uh, we'll see what the results are of those pictures. Because you could be lying, for all I know. No, no, no. I wasn't lying. This was a yeah. this is a really cool costume. I, I just you know I didn't take any pictures of myself. Uh, I, I, well, I, mean, I took loads of pictures of myself, but that's just uh, what I always do. do but mind, I didn't take pictures you, of anybody else. Do you mind if I if I just take this event over from you for next year? Why? Be, be, because uh, you didn't take any, you don't put any effort into it. You you, you wore I, a cheese head. What are you talking head. about? You I, had all this time to come up with a costume. I was I was shaking hands and yeah. talking to the peeps. I, I could help you out. I, I could do this for you. I know I know you're I, I know uh, you're getting older. You know you're, you're getting tired. You know you don't want to stay out past nine o'clock. What, what do you what do you put me in the home early, all of a sudden? Early bird special at Denny's. Uh, you know ends at six, and uh, you, know, you got three hours to kill before the party starts at nine. Well, uh, I, I can I mean, see I, where you're going. I, I, mean, I will I will say yeah. in all honesty that uh, you know for me staying up until nine o'clock at night on a mm-hmm. Saturday is outrageously late. Let 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 me do it for you next year. I don't know, Steve, if I'm ready to just give up uh, to give up the the enjoyment and power of that wonderful event because I've been doing it for so long and Billy over there loves having me there because, you know, I really bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I did not take this from you. I think this is you trying to 
do the old uh, end or end run to try to get it back. I'm just trying to to uh, create more buzz about it. You didn't see me complaining when you were selling meat in the parking lot. Hey, hey. <laughs> You know, I said that you, like you didn't see me trying to say, "Hey, I'm the one who knows about a thing or two about meat in this building." I, I said that to my kid last night. We're at the Abba show. She's like, uh, "Were these tickets expensive?" And I'm like, "Do you know how many meat trucks I had to stand outside of <laughs> and tell people to come down, spend their hard-earned money on this meat in order to buy these tickets yeah, here tonight yeah. for the Abba show?" These are the kinds of sacrifices you make for the yeah. enjoyment of your children. Yeah, I wish I, you're. You should be going to. You should be going to school and bragging about that, and all your friends should be like, "I wish my dad would hawk meat out of the back of a refrigerated truck." Please. Hey, there is a great event coming up. <laughs> yes, uh, this Friday, and November fourth. It doesn't 4th. involve a meat truck. No meat truck, and I don't even think it includes uh, anyone wearing a television on their head. It's the Medic Now Foundation Murder Mystery Dinner. We talked to uh, the guy from Medic Now and also Nick Morganelli about this event. It's happening mm-hmm. at the Elks Lodge on Tiffany Street in Springfield. It includes a four-course dinner, cash bar, and some deliciously murderous entertainment. And who doesn't love? the sound of that to find out more information go to medicnowfoundation.org but we happen to have tickets to give away to this event with stipulations are there stipulations because you have to be a veteran and you have to show your uh something no that, no uh, no that wasn't one of the no things? no these are just anybody anybody all right well there you all go. right yeah so here we go gonna ask you to be a little patient caller number 10 11 12 and 13 will all win pairs of tickets <laughs> to this event so there you go it's the medic now foundation murder mystery dinner at uh, at the elks lodge in springfield oh we'll just have our producer answer the calls oh, oh that's right that's we don't yeah. have one i'm sorry let me just uh, put this uh, t-bone back on the truck and i'll be over there <laughs> answering the phones in no time it's 856 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week it's a Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel. Tune in around 745 when we'll give away a prize pack that includes...